All right, this is our Thursday night podcast. It's me and Clint this time. Yep. Clint has joined us, so you guys can jump in if you'd like. Um, tonight we're going to have a little bit of an announcement. We are also now on another podcasting platform that's Amazon Music has accepted us, so we will be on Amazon Music under the podcast. You can follow us there, which would be really greatly appreciated. And... Uh, Clint here just recently picked up a game we were going to yeah. talk about. Well, we did the unboxing. Yep, we did so, the unboxing. So. That victory at sea. And my daughter and I ran a uh, test battle between two Japanese cruisers and two U.S. cruisers. To say it was a slaughter is an understatement. Well, I did sink one of her cruisers. You lost, though. Oh, yeah. She handed me my... You, I mean, she... Had she not already sunk my ship with the two torpedoes, the critical hit she had randomly rolled that basically scuttles your ship instantly would have done the ship. I mean, she killed the ship four times over, I imagine. Well, then, then, it just, then she made sure. Oh, yeah. I yeah. mean, and that was, we never got through one round. We never completed the first round because I had no ships left. Now, granted, most of your fleet battles are not going to be two cruisers versus two cruisers. This was just kind of a feel for the game. Well, so let's let's explain the game to them to those who don't know, because they may not have seen the video. See, yeah, so the Victory Sea is World War II naval ship battles, and they are um, going to be releasing a lot more ships versus what's out, and what's out is quite quite numerous. Fleet wise, you've got an American fleet, you got a German fleet, you got the Japanese fleet, and you got your British fleet. And is this a re-release of a previous version? Uh, this is. The new version of the previous, I mean, it the game's been out and it isn't, or I wouldn't say it's a re release, but it's been it's redone. Just, right? Well, the first set was, I think, the US versus Germany. And so, consider this second edition, I guess, is really oh, the okay. easiest way to look at it because it, it so it all just came out about a week ago. Yeah, correct? this the 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 new starter box, which is the the Pacific Fleet, it's the US versus the Japanese $80 starter box, well worth, well, well worth the money. Um, as I started putting the cleaning the ships up, I mean, if you know how to work the resin, this cleans up real easy. Most of the ships, a little bit of snipping on the, the flashing and a little scraping with a hobby knife. Very, almost no filing needed whatsoever, except to, Just, you know, help paint. But generally, you got to touch them up a little bit. You, anyway, so. you want to wash them. It's still resin, so you want to make sure you wash them. Um, I haven't begun painting and the starter box, all the turrets and the gun emplacements and the bridge and the bridge is crucial in this game. Um, and that's why they are actually separate because instead of like most miniature games, and I'm going to deviate just a little here, like most miniature games, you always measure from the center of the miniature. You either go from the very front edge or you measure from that's the right. center. How do you do it on this? So one? in this one, you measure from the bridge and the turn marker is actually designed to measure from the bridge of the ship. So oh, some bridges okay. are forward of, of the center. Some like the carriers, the bridge is pretty much in the center. Yeah. So the turn marker is actually designed to compensate for the bridge being too far forward or, or back. It's actually That's quite brilliant. Yeah. The, the thought behind it was you're running your ship from the point of view of the captain of the ship. So well, everything comes from the bridge. It makes sense. Your line of sight is drawn from the bridge. Whenever you're measuring line of sight, you draw a line from the bridge to whatever your target is. Um, well, that makes sense, though. I mean, it, it yeah. is a naval battle, and yours, it come with, was it U.S. and Japanese? U.S. and Japanese fleet, the you World get. War. But do you get the whole fleet or just the No, no, you partial. get the starter box is a partial fleet. So you get, in the U.S. side, you get three, three unique U.S. ships, and I want to say 
three unique Japanese ships, and then you get your cruisers, which you get three Japanese cruisers and six American cruisers. You get their stat cards, and their points costs are expensive. Um, and then I, I, like I showed in the video, I did buy that one unique U.S. ship, the USS Ohio. Yeah, that um, was a side. I did look at the stats for the, the Yamato, which is the Japanese unique ship. Well worth having for a miniature, but its points cost is a 1,000 points. So you will be fielding a serious fleet battle if you're using that ship. Now, granted, that ship is a battleship. But yeah, the, but that's that's an iconic. Yeah, and the Germans get the Bismarck, which is like 386 points. It is certainly nothing to scoff at either. Uh, I saw on their pre-order list they're going to have ships by the captain's name. So you're going to have some unique character ships for that famous captain. So kind of like they did... Um, Kind of like Ares did with Wings of Glory, where you had certain pilots. Yeah, you had unique planes by their pilots. Um, I, I like this this level of play. The game and the rules themselves for this game very similar to like BattleTech without the hex grid. So your movement is still going to be measured. You're going to use your your tape measure, but you've got long, short, medium, extreme ranges. You have penalties for that against your dice roll. Dice rolls all D6. You have the D10s for your initiative. Um, you roll D10 for initiatives, and everyone's a straight-up D10 roll. And if you, you tie, you re-roll. There's no bonus to initiative. There's no – unless a, a mission or a scenario is going to basically state it, it's pretty much a straight-up roll. And you straight do up. roll initiative every turn. So it is possible you could end your turn shooting and immediately roll initiative and start your next turn moving, which kind of changes per round which is around, I should say, versus turn. It's kind of nice. I like it because then it's not just this. Everybody does this. Everybody's this. Everything is um, you take turns. So I move a ship, you move a ship. I move a ship, you move a ship. I shoot with a ship, you shoot with a ship. You, I shoot with a ship, you shoot with a ship. It goes back and forth till everyone's done. Oh, and if okay. there's any leftovers... You finish so up with not, the leftovers. It's not just one side. It's not. You move all your ships. I move all my ships. You shoot all your ships. I shoot all my ships. It very much does push you into maneuvering. Also, with the rule and the thing I like with this, um, it uses the fire the same thing Firestorm Armada did. You, in order to turn, every time your ship turns, you can turn as many times as you have movement for, but you have to move forward two inches before each turn, because so, those things do not turn fast. Yeah, you're still so gonna be. You're gonna be you turn, going. You're still gonna be moving. So, yeah. Now so that makes sense then. Then there is penalties if your your ship moved versus their ship moved. Um, unlike Battletech, there's not a penalty of if your ship moves so many inches, it's this. It's just if it moved, it's this. Uh, if you fire special weapons like torpedoes, uh, most ships will only have one or two torpedoes and they're, they're done. They're not a reloadable weapon. That's it. So it's a one and done, which is a, is a, a hindrance and a benefit. The torpedoes are brutal. As I mean, Evie sunk me with, sunk two of my ships with three torpedoes. They're brutal. They are brutal, and they actually have an ability called brutal, which they makes do. them even more brutal. <laughs> so they. So. Oh, okay. So, so you can't reload the torpedoes. No, or you only you, have they're so shot. They're done. Now, some of the bigger ships might have more than one, but on the cruisers, at least you get one shot and it's done. And then your cruisers pretty much have a five millimeter gun, and that's it. Well, because um, yeah, they had the tor the ships actually had torpedoes that got racked and right. Yeah, the water. I mean, these are obviously but that like was ships. it. They were they, not. 
they take six points of damage each. They crit on, you know, you do four points of damage and they're in a critical range. Not that it mattered. The ship was sunk before it ever got there. Um, as you play it, there's, there's, there's advanced rules, but not a lot of advanced rules. The advanced rules are more unique rules to that ship or that, that fleet. Okay. Um, you also can have aircraft in this and they can do strafing runs. They can land on the ships. They can deploy from ships. You have some ships that aren't carriers that can deploy planes. Well, the carriers are they a high point cost also? The carriers are, yeah, from what I've seen, about the same as the battleships. So you're still in a three to 400 point range. It just depends on whether it's a famous but, one or not. Right. Like, well, right now there aren't that many. I think East Side has one carrier right now. Um, I, I see that changing, definitely. Okay. Um, but the carriers come in the fleet boxes, and the fleet boxes are where you're shelling out the money. I mean, at a but minimum, a fleet of, box is a full fleet. A fleet box is a full fleet of. I want to say it's at least twelve miniatures, but it is a hundred and minimum hundred and twenty dollars for the fleet box. So it's about ten bucks a it, miniature. It's worth it if you want a fleet because it gives you so I mean, twelve additional ships to your already eight. U.S. ships, for example, or your eight Japanese ships, that's pretty brutal. Yeah. I mean, you've got a lot of options and a big point scale range. Um, that gives you more than enough to fight with. But, you know, as we said, like. showed in the video, it has two maps. Well, there's a reason because, oh, my God, you, you aren't going to get more than eight ships aside on one map. Yeah, but it is, it is nice just, it came with two maps. It is, that, it is nice. And there is a couple of scenarios that you have to use two maps. Because it's a 3,000-point battle. Now, granted, if you're taking the Yamato, that's a third of your fleet right there. You're also not just going to sink the Yamato instantly, or the Bismarck, for that matter. Those just I think the Bismarck has like 700 armor. It's going <laughs> to take you a while to cut through it. But well, it was iconic though in World War II. It I was. mean, they had a heck of a time with that because it that captain, he, was, he knew what he was doing. The interesting thing, too, is you roll six on your combat that's an instant critical. Oh, okay. You so. can potentially sink the ship, any ship, instantly. You did like my daughter did, and you roll the right critical chart and the right critical location, your ship is done. You just got that lucky. I mean, you need to be rolling sixes all the way through. What do you much. mean about location? I haven't had a chance so, to play it. We unboxed it yeah. on the video, but you test played it with your daughter. Yeah. So the criticals but, are like crew affected, engine, rudder, Rudder's funny. If the rudder's damaged, the ship may just go in a circle. Well, yeah. It's kind of it, funny there. Um, limited movement, stuff like that. But you can actually destroy the, what they call tactical, which is about everything else on the ship. Well, so if you, you destroy the bridge? If you, get, if, you get a, if you get a tactical critical hit and you get a six on the tactical critical hit, the ship is instantly sunk. It is destroyed. There's no save. There's no nothing. It's just gone. Doesn't matter what the ship is. Doesn't matter its hull points. That it's critical effect just blew a hole in the side of it. It took on water, and down she goes. End of story. You can sink the Bismarck in one shot. It's possible. Not very likely. I mean, the odds of you doing that, considering most weapons are only rolling, like, two dice to hit, and, you know, you're usually needing, well, fours or better, depending on range and everything and penalty. And um, in some but cases, you're using needing sixes or better. Well, the, it can go up to where you need sevens or eights, which you can't do on a D6. So a D6 is an automatic success. 
Didn't I thought I can't remember? Didn't they come with D ten? Yeah, the D tens were the initiative dice. Oh, those are for yep. initiative. Okay. Yeah, those are your initiative dice, which is kind of funny. It gives you a lot of initiative dice. It gives you like four or five in the pack. I'm like, really? Well, it gives you well, the technique of the D ten is used in some of the critical ranges too, but like one critical she rolled that was a moot point hit the navigation system and did two additional points of damage to the ship, which in the case of that ship. It could only take eight points of damage. She'd already done seven to it. So that would have sunk it there. I mean, she would have sunk that ship four times over just with the amount of damage she'd put the criticals <laughs> and the torpedoes. It was over. She, she, she sunk that ship four times over. There was just so, no way it was surviving. The rules on it then, you did you find them very easy to play yes, by? Yes, I found it took note. Well, because I played Firestorm Armada and a few others in the similar vein, it's a very simple rule system to understand. So it's easy to teach people. I mean, I taught you how to play Battletech. And other than worrying about a location table, yeah, it's very similar with Battletech. So you're going to roll the same way. Uh, you're going to need just certain targets to hit. So you've got your – most everything hits on a 4+. plus depending on range and whatever that could make it a six or whatever, or seven, some things are higher, but again, a six is an automatic. So you'll still damage plus depending on what you're going to hit. It might also be a critical. So it'd be pretty easy to teach somebody who. Yeah, it'd be never... real simple. In fact, we should probably at some point just do a quick play video that I will just explain to you how to play it. We'll just basically yeah. do that. Because just watching it, I, I've not seen any actually how to play videos for this on YouTube yet. So if we do one, it everyone will pick it up real fast and easy. It's it's very simple. I mean, there are some advanced rules and some other things to remember if we don't worry about those for the first battle. You know, not worrying about the torpedoes doing devastation, which devastation on the torpedoes means it gets a critical on a five or six and does two additional damage. So that's it's pretty, brutal. It's that's bad. Pretty, that's pretty bad. It's bad. But it is a one-shot weapon. You, you fire it, it's done. There are no more for the rest of the game. So that's the two special rules with torpedoes. Plus, if you're firing a torpedo at a ship, it is a plus two to your to hit roll. Okay, so, so it's hard, a little harder to hit. But it is a little harder to hit. When it hits, it inflicts but, severe damage. When, in your case of my daughter, when you're rolling sixes to hit, it didn't matter. Well, she just had a good. She just role. had really good dice rolls. Like. She would probably not be able to repeat that. But the fact that she sunk two of my cruisers with one ship in one turn—I think that's pretty like, amazing. That's just brutal. It, it, but it showed me a lot about the game. I mean, I figured out real quick how a lot of it works. Uh, moving the ship is real simple. You can use the turn marker to move the ship. It's got a, about a three or four inch ruler on it. That's more for measuring short distances. It's also got a one-inch ruler on it for measuring close range, um, um, point-blank range. Because you get a bonus to hit at point-blank range. Oh, wow. So if you've got the five-centimeter gun on your cruisers and you're within an inch of your other person, you add two to your roll. It's it's a benefit to you. So it makes it much easier close, to hit. Yeah. yeah. Um, because adding two to your roll. Now, granted, adding two to your roll might give you a six, but that does not give you a critical. It has to be a natural six to get the critical, but you have one well, six chance. So yeah, and I mean sometimes you can you can roll the sixes pretty good sometimes. Sometimes you can't roll them at all. So yeah, I know the feeling. Yeah, so do you. So it's your sniper. <laughs> yes, in another game I have yeah. a, 
I have a model that does he not do so much more effective now with the new rules. Well, yeah, that would be in a yeah. Hopefully, yeah, he should definitely be. More I have effective. a little a little sniper for Warhammer 40k, and it's just been terrible. Yeah, and it's my fault. I guess every time I use it, I can't roll. Yeah, but it might be different now. Well, I'd have to check the new. Well, the new, new you re-roll those ones in the in the ninth edition rules. Yeah, your sniper's a lot more effective now. So back to victory at sea, it was well, eighty bucks was all for eighty the starter, for the starter box. Well worth it. I, I thought yeah. that was pretty good considering if you watch the video, and I recommend you watch the video, the you know, full color rule book, nicely colored maps, really detailed resin miniatures that are easy to assemble. Again, working with resin, you have to use the right glue, you need to wash them. You know, you want to soap and water and wash all the oil off of them. You're going to have some flashing to trim. I honestly, all I did were, were all the flashing pieces where I just took my clippers and just carefully clipped off the flashing. And that was it. didn't even look like there was that much there, when you um, opened it. A lot of the cruisers had, but you could see where the mold injection mold line parts were. And you just went in and you just snipped them off. And because they're all on all yeah. the high points on those ships. It's not so much on the battleships or the other one, but the cruisers, it's on every little race point on the ship. And you just that's just, where all the it's got to fill up. Yeah, it's where they there, injected yeah. the mold, the resin into the mold. Um, and I can see why they do it, because then, you know, when you have six or eight mold points, that's an even flow of mold, less likely to get air in. So you have almost no air bubbles or, or minimal risk of air bubbles. I mean, these guys definitely they know resin. They do a lot of their stuff or they used to do a lot of their stuff in resin. I'm glad to see that. Warlord Games is moving to plastic the same way Battlefront did, because um, they're kind well, of their direct competition. Well, yeah, and and these types of games are making a comeback. Yeah, I mean, as far as now that people, a lot of people are at home in some areas where they're forced to be at home, and even if they're not, people are just kind of more accustomed to not going out as much. Yeah. So, tabletop games are starting to come back more um, with all the weather and problems like us we had no power right. for like nine days yeah you can still play these games you don't yep. need internet you don't need power you can just sit there yeah. and game and if we get the winner we're supposed to get i see a lot more people being inside that and if so. it's as brutal of a winner as they're talking you're gonna have areas that are gonna have power issues with yeah. the ice on the lines, on the lines. And especially since a lot of the lines mm -hmm. still are now well, I don't want to say they're patched. A lot of them not. It's a temporary it's fix. It's a temporary fix. Yeah. That, thank you. Temporary fix is a lot. Patch is not the word I want because they really didn't patch them. But yeah, a lot of them, they're going back through slowly and redoing. Because that's what locally they said. They hurried to get the yeah. stuff up and going, but they're going to have to go back through. And they don't know what, they really don't know how winter is going to be. Yeah. Some of the poles are still leaning, but they have yeah. power. Have you seen that? Yeah. And they've got well, like a brace the next to them. It's kind of leaning a little bit too, but it's not too bad. It's so. not a concern. But that's the upside to these no. kind of games. You can play with your family yeah. without having to worry about, you know, it's not that anybody wants to have the power go out or the internet, but it's been happening a lot. Yeah. And when it does, you can, you don't have, you can still and have boy, family. Anymore with your video games being tied to the internet all the time. You yeah. can't even have that as an option. Well, you sometimes. can't even play them offline, which I think, so, I mean, we could go on a rant about that because we, we did have yeah. one. I mean, but, I've, uh, Yes. I played Fallout 4 offline, and it works. And thank God it backed itself up when it came back online, so I didn't lose anything. Yeah, but a but, lot of games you can't even play them, unless yeah. you're hooked up, which uh, is wrong. What's, like, what's the one? Well, even my um, SnowRunner. I mean, for the most part, I could probably play some of it online, offline. 
but all the extra stuff that I got for the DLC wouldn't work. So I wouldn't have a couple trucks that they wouldn't be available to me because the update wouldn't be there for it. It's not telling that you have it. Um, well, that's just, yeah. yeah. I mean, and I know like cyberpunk and the new Assassin's Creed, it's going to be all cyberpunk, especially it's going to be very reliant on online. Well, very reliant. And the thing is now there's so much destruction from the storms across. Like you got States on fire. You got all sorts of yeah. issues with, well, you used to be in the cell tower cell phone business, so you can see. I mean, even now, there's just not your dad yeah. is all messed up. There's yeah, there's a, so basically trying to rely on the internet. It's becoming yeah, it's becoming a thing we're used to having, but it's not as reliable as before. Yeah, I guess that's why I found it interesting that California wants to do away with all gas powered vehicles by 2035. I'm like, the technology's not there. How are you going to do that? Well, you can't, know. you're, you're not, well, all new, I should say. It, that would be a different podcast, but we that could would be do one a on different that. one. Yeah. It's just, but it, it's still the same vein of the technology is just not there. And the technology is yeah. not going to be there in 15 years. Well, what they, what, what we're used to now is fast. So in the line of work we do, people will call and say, my name is blah, 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 blah. And they expect that you have all their information up that second because in their mind. Yeah. That that's how it works. And then if there's a mistake, they literally are floored. Oh my God, technology failed. Well, yeah, it fails yeah, all the time. Fails, yeah. Daily. Uh-huh. It's uh it, you might get lucky and have a streak where for a long time you don't have an issue, but then there's other people that have yeah. So technology, yeah. these games don't require technology. Yeah. You just have to have some daylight. That's funny. I good. mean it requires technology to make them, but yes. that's about it. But that's about it. But, yeah. But then you look at like Settlers of Catan, where it's a board and a bunch of little wood figures that are just silhouettes of something. I mean, <laughs> you know. I've not seen that game. Yeah, it's it, the, the meeples are just little wooden figures that represent something. So it's kind of like a chess piece on a wow. chess board. You know, it's, it's just a simple shape that represents something. So you've got games like that that are still that way. Um, you know, you got little wood squares to represent your resources. We'll have to do a show just on why we like board games, tabletop games, yeah. that kind of yeah, stuff. We sh- yeah, we should. I mean, sorry, we did deviate from our little bit. Well, but, we you were know, talking gaming. It's anyway. gaming anyway, so you guys should check it out. Uh, check the video out. It's not very long. We try not to make very long yeah. videos so that you guys can get through them. And um, the game itself looks like it's worth the money. Oh, yeah. Um, and we'll, we'll have some battles down. That at some point, someone gets to say, you suck my battleship. Really? Well, yeah, everyone has a battleship. Oh. So, yeah. Well, whatever floats your boat, Clint. Yes, I, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Now we're dealing off. Now the pun. Well, Wait. people expect the punniness. So. Wait, now we're going off the deep end. We are. We are. <laughs> okay. We'll stop. We'll stop. Yeah. Before it goes any further. But, uh, all right, you guys. Well, thanks for listening. And if you're not a member of our Facebook group, you really should be because it is fun. Um, join we're that. Talk normal. about. Yeah. Well, we don't want to be. We're not the same as everyone else. We have a good time, though. So yeah. you'll like it. Um, People don't know how to take us. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, that's good, though. But you can't, you know, if you're stuck doing the same game and the same thing, you're missing out on all these other possibilities. Yeah, diversify. So we. Ooh, I've used a big word. Uh, I'll have to get you a gold star then. Yeah, yeah, no. Clint used diversify gaming. That, that, that does bring up an interesting point, though. 
I know we've talked about video games versus board games a lot, obviously. Yeah. But even just diversifying in your games and your genre, um, I mean, just because you like fantasy the most doesn't mean sci-fi is not your thing. Your yeah. Thing. You can um, try other stuff like, well, I never, for instance, the very game you're talking about, I never, for all these years, never really thought about naval gaming. Yeah. But when I was a kid, I played Battleship all the time. Yeah. And so that's a naval game, a tabletop yep, naval basically. game. And so then you uh, got me into Sales of Glory, yep. which is in, in the 1700s, I think it is. Yeah, somewhere around that. Around that time. Frame, era. Yeah, the Napoleonic yep. era with ships. That's That was fun. And then we recently, and but have not had a chance to play much, bought Oak and Iron. Yes. Which is a really nice game with the pirate, uh, yeah, you pirate, pirate ships yeah. to it. And... This is a more modern, well, I said well, modern World, World War II because II, the yeah. other ones are all in the 17, 1800 yeah. time frame. But so. um, it's, I've always done wargaming now. Naval battles is just a completely, it's it's a little different, but you got to strategize. Yeah, too. it really does force you to rethink because you don't just turn on a dime. You have to plan ahead. But we ran into it with some of the space games too, like Firestorm Armada. You could easily go off the map. Well, Star Wars X Wing. Or X Wing. Yeah. 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 You're going to so, sailing or flying off the map. You're yeah, done. You got to really think ahead. Now, it's not as brutal in, uh, you know, this one just because you're not moving fast. No ship is. I mean, those cruisers moved at six inches, and that was the fastest ships. So most of your but big you ships are moving too three fast on the board because then they're all the way off yeah, the other end. But you, you ain't moving a battleship quick across the board anyway. It just doesn't happen. But the thing takes a pounding getting to whatever. Um, and with, with this, there's extreme range. So you can literally shoot across the board with just about any weapon. It just may not be very accurate. The torpedoes can shoot. But, but you have a board. chance to hit. You you just have a very high, well, high. you would need sixes. I mean, that's you yeah. would need natural sixes because what's going to happen is you're, you're already at a plus two for the torpedo. You're at another plus two for long range. So what, why I say plus two, it's basically, it's a plus two penalty. You actually subtract those from your dice roll. So the odds of you getting anything is, is from, if you need, ugh. Now I'm not saying it right. If you yeah. need a four or better, but you're already at a negative four, the only way you're going to hit is to get a six because it's a natural automatic hit. Yeah. That's the only so way it's going to happen. But there is that hope. There's that, there's that chance. But when you're rolling one or two dice, there is a good chance your shot or your torpedo is going to miss. And that just makes it more realistic. I know we were going to wrap up, but then. No, no. I, yeah, so, it's. Yeah, no, it does make it more realistic. I just, I'm sorry, every once in a while I would just turn around to look at the screen to yeah, no see worries. what's going on. But uh, yeah, so we'll have to put down a game of it. And like we've said, the video's there on a YouTube channel, but um, which actually it's starting to get some views, man. People That's are good. interested. That's good. That's why we need some gameplay up too. But uh, check us out on Amazon Music in the podcast area. So. You can follow us there. Uh, we're on iHeartRadio and Spotify and Speaker and ooh, a few other ones too, Podchaser, Deezer. So we're out there. If you guys want to listen to us or have any ideas, we'd appreciate it. And um, that will be one of our, our game videos. Here. We'll have to hold Clint to it. So Yeah. We'll, we'll see. Life gets things, crazy so. sometimes, but 
Yeah. Maybe we could, we've got to get a game thrown down. There's a few other things too. Oh, so we do have, I forgot to say, people ask for a Discord. So you can join our Discord if you want. Oh, the yeah. link's open. It's on in our Facebook group. You just got to click the link. And uh, our Instagram is Gamers with Coffee or Gamers dot with dot coffee i think is how it i think on that one yeah but you you can find us there too um if you'd like and a lot of it's uh, there's more tabletop on the instagram it's almost all tabletop stuff yeah and we're pushing a lot of warhammer 40k stuff right now too because of the you know the indominus set and all the ninth edition and uh, i'm going to be doing a big thing on orcs once the orcs codec drops you've got the space marine codex coming out real soon that's going to make Well, your... you've got some orc stuff you're building. I'd like to see. Yeah, I'm going to have some really cool custom stuff that will go up on the Facebook pages here soon. Um, that would be I good. I decided this time around, like I was telling you earlier, my orc stuff is not going to be the boring orc stuff that I've always rebuilt and used. I'm using doing a lot more customization and a lot more... Uh, Unique, unifying of my orcs to make Unique-ifying. them. I'm making them more. Is that a name? Is yeah, that an actual a, word? A fancy word. I just pulled out of my. You know what? Unifying. Unifying. Oh, okay. Yes. In other words, I'm making orcs more orky because I don't feel the current orcs are orky enough. And anyone who plays orcs in 40k will probably understand exactly what I mean by that. Oh, okay, so they already have an idea. Yeah. And that's a separate. We'll have to do. See, we've got yeah. a bunch of these to do. It's just been crazy since that storm hit out here. And yeah. It's taken up a lot of our time and stuff, but yeah, was, we're gonna have to change a few things so we've got more time to focus on this. And well, I would like to focus more on gaming. So, yeah. um, we appreciate you guys listening. If you have any suggestions, you can send it to us yes. at gamerswithcoffee uh, at gmail.com or you can send it to the website at suggestions at gamerswithcoffee.com. If you have game recommendations, send it to us. There's always stuff that we're not aware of. I mean, how many of you out there know what Gaslands is, really? I mean, um, we've touched on it a little bit, but that's not too many. one but of those that's been around for a while, but no one, it's not super popular. It's got its own following. It but, does. And but it's you cool wouldn't game. even know it was there. We played it the one time. Yeah, yeah you, you just, know, and you, you just use Hot Wheels to play it. Yeah, you buy the rule book and you use the 99-cent Hot Wheel cars from the store. Yep. So kind of customize your own thing, but. But see, that's what I'm saying. We have a lot more we we would like to talk about, and um, yeah. So, any anything you'd like to say in closing there, Clint? No, than... I'm good. We touched on quite a bit, actually. Yeah, I mean, we're going. Oh, we're over half hour, so that that's and, cool. And sometimes we do that. You guys will bounce around like a oh yeah pachinko ball in a game. Yeah, bing, bing 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 bing. But that's just what we do. You know. Yeah, we can't that, help that. Works. So, well, if anyone's listened to any of our commutes, they'll know that it's kind of yeah. Listen to the commutes. We we have a hard time doing those because we don't. Yeah, we don't work together anymore. Yeah, well, we do, but we don't. Yeah, because I mean, of everything. So now there's no way to drive. So yeah, we don't need to the, the way they got us set up. Yeah, right? we're all work from home. So all right, you guys, we're gonna let you go. Um, thank you for stopping by, Clint, and yeah. and having some fun. And we'll catch up with you guys later. Have a good night.